So I, for me, the easiest way was through house hacking, which a lot of people, you know, it's, it's, it was a foreign concept to me, you know, two years ago. And it was the easiest way that I saw how to get involved. I just didn't know that that's what it was called. Um, so it's basically just buying your first house, like your primary residence um, and buying a duplex or a house that you can rent out rooms in um, something that, you know, you can you can make some money while you're also putting up down a low down payment on a house, you know, for your first primary residence. Um, Cause a lot of times for me, it was a little different. I, I kind of messed up with the bank, but a lot of times you can get an FHA loan, like a first time homeowner's loan, which is, you know, 0% to like 5% down. So could be very, very little, you know, depending on where you're at, what kind of properties you're looking for. So really, you know, it doesn't take a lot of money to get started. And, you know, that's a big misconception. I think that a lot of people have um, when it comes to real estate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially um, I, I love that you started off doing house hacking and yeah, um, I think that that is a route or a concept that really puts into, it into perspective and brings the distance a lot closer to the, the average, you know, working person, you know, to kind right. of house that because they can, you know, have these goals of buying a home to live in and find right. creative ways to, you know, to turn some cash flow into it as well. Um, so for those, yeah. and, and before we get into it too, because we have some new millionaires that'll be listening to this and to our millionaires who are tuning in with us again and our yeah. veterans, I got to introduce and let you know, welcome back to the Million Dollar Mind podcast. How, <laughs> how rude of me, right? This is the, the most yeah. trusted podcast for passion attraction. So you are in the right place if you are here looking for money making tips and tricks to living a more passionate life. And yeah. um, of course, we're going to talk about Hannah, the fact that you have been able to tap into real estate and, you know, um, the other things that you're doing, how has real estate helped you, you know, be able to spend more time on doing more passionate work and, and doing things that you enjoy and spending your time with the people you enjoy spending your time with? So for me, real estate, it's provided another stream of income. You know, I feel like I even had, I was just reading about it, you know, today that there's most millionaires have at least seven streams of income, right? So for me, real estate was just another source of income that it's like, hey, you know, if I lose my W-2 job, if I'm in between jobs, like it's not as big of a deal because I have this other source of income coming in, you know, and even when I am working my W-2, that's still additional income. Um, so for me, it's been helpful. So right now I'm doing travel nursing and in between mm -hmm. my contracts, I, I'm not really worried. You know, I'm kind of like, I still have income coming in. You know, it's not as much as I want it to be in, in the future. But for me, it's provided me extra time. I'm not worried about picking up extra shifts. You know, I'm not worried about spending a bunch of time away from my family and my friends like I was kind of stressed out about before just to make ends meet. Um, because I, I'm, I know I have that extra money coming in and that security. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely brings a, a level of security, knowing that you have that money coming in on, on a consistent basis. And yeah. um, like, so of course, with the, the streams of income, why, what about real estate stuck out to you as that being the, the stream that you wanted to focus on? Like why not stocks or, or crypto as a side hustle? Mm -hmm. So for me, real estate was just the most tangible. It was something that I could understand uh, just starting off. You know, I just graduated college. I wasn't that financially savvy by any means. And I was like, hey, but I understand appreciation. 
I understand how, you know, looking at the housing market and I started investing in 2020, I was like, wow, that house sold for, you know, $90,000 10 years ago. Now it's 250, you know, like that's, that's something that even I could understand being pretty financially illiterate. You know, I was like, wow, like that's, you know, that's pretty significant. And I just started getting into uh, some different materials like uh, bigger pockets. I started watching YouTube videos of people in real estate. For me, it just seems like the, the most, uh, yeah, tangible, the easiest thing for me to understand at the time, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love, I love that you use the word tangible too, because uh, again, yeah. like it is, it is something physical, like, uh, of course, when like investing in stocks or crypto, like it's not something that you hold. It's not something that you live in. And, you know, being the fact that, you know, all of us are either living in a home, renting it, or we are paying a mortgage or we own the home. Like you, if you pay close enough attention, you can understand real estate. You can just look and see that your neighbor has lived in their property for like 10 years. And then all of a sudden they sold it. And it's like, what they sold it for compared to where, you know, you bought your home for. It's like, if you just pay enough yeah. attention, you can get a, a very basic understanding, even without, you know, diving into the books. And again, like you said, like, it's just with social media and even YouTube University, it's even more resources yeah. out there for people to get even more of a better understanding on it as well. Um, right. So just kind of on, cause you mentioned not having really the, the, the greatest or the most dynamic, financial um understanding uh or coming from like a financially literate background what what have been your experiences that kind of molded you into this this scrappy investor this person that's joining us today (laughs) so I think like growing up my family they're very good with money my parents are but they're more Mm -hmm. of the mentality like save and pay off everything and then just be debt free you know that was Mm -hmm. always their mentality so that's just kind of what I thought growing up like oh that's what I'm gonna do too I'm gonna work and you know retire at 65 and like that's gonna be my that's just my life like that's the only option there is but I think being presented with like oh, hey, you could have more time to yourself to pursue your passions. And uh, I think for me, realizing that like nursing is not something I want to do forever (laughs) was also like, okay, well, I got to got to find something else to do. You know, I got to be a little scrappy, got to start looking at uh, some different different opportunities uh, just to be able to yeah pursue fitness. Like that's a huge passion of mine, you know, being able to be free to do that and not be worried about work all the time. that's definitely something that attracted me to it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how has like, I, I do want to touch on that, that meant that mindset and that mental shift in, in that piece as well, because how has just you being able to create these extra streams of income and not having to, you know, put yourself in a position where you have to pick up more shifts, being able to now mm-hmm. put more focus on your physical fitness and your physical health as well. Like how has, you know, how have you noticed your, mindset changing or just you being a more in a more positive self-loving environment you know now that you're able to create these opportunities for yourself yeah I think it's really just helped me break out of feeling trapped I think I just felt very trapped and like oh I just went to school I graduated like I'm a nurse now I'm in the air force but I'm like I still feel like I'm kind of a slave to these careers you know and if I give these up like who am I what do I have like I I don't have anything (laughs) you know so it was just like I want to be able to pursue something that gives me the opportunity to actually pursue who I am and I feel like especially within the last like year 
it's really been, oh, like I can actually pursue the things that I care about and I'm interested in and the things that I, you know, would like to make a difference and like provide education to people who maybe think that they're stuck too, or they feel trapped or like, oh, like these millionaires, you know, people they're making all this money. Like they're not relatable. They don't understand what it's like, but I, you know, I want to provide that for other people. And that's made me feel more fulfilled, I guess, as well. Yeah. And I'm glad that you brought that up too, because that's literally why I even created the platform. And and a lot of our, a lot of our listeners who, who, who tap in with us, you know, have that same, that same, um, that same feeling of feeling trapped. Or, or feeling a slave to their work environment. And, yeah. you know, for you, of course, having working a W-2 and investing part-time and, you know, you know, doing all these things, uh, dibbling, dabbling in so many other things while working, how were you, because it's nothing wrong with a job if the job is providing no. you with the resources, the environment that is going to allow you to also focus on what you love for your case, real estate. So how are you able to take, you know, the positives of, you know, being in this working work environment and leveraging, you know, the leveraging that time, leveraging that environment, those space, those people to still use it towards what you, what your long-term goals are. Um, I think that, the way that I've found is that there's a lot of people that feel the same way I do. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of negativity in like healthcare right now. And it's been helpful to kind of like encourage other people, other nurses. I know, you know, the military, I, I feel a little differently about the military just because it's like, I'm in the reserves. So it's, and I've been in the reserves for five and a half years now. It's a lot more of like a, um, like a brotherhood. I don't know how to describe it. It's like a lot yeah. like closer knit kind of people. So that's like a little bit easier. A lot of people in the military, I feel like are very like, they have a, um, like a business mindset, you know, they're looking for other, other streams of income, other ways to improve themselves. Cause that's something that's like very important, you know, the military, like you got to always be learning, always be growing. Um, but as far as healthcare, it's, it's helped me relate to the other people that I work with just because I see myself in them and see that like trapped feeling or maybe unhappy you know and I can kind of provide like hey you know that's not the only option like you don't have to work all these overtime shifts you know there there are other ways that you can you know get out of that so that's been Mm -hmm. helpful what what do you say what what do you think would be some advice for someone who is you know maybe in healthcare or not in healthcare but just in general feeling trapped in their in their w2 and just um not really knowing how to shift that mindset in a more positive light to still focus on more passionate, fulfilling things. What would be some advice that you would give them? I think just, uh, like for me, it's just managing like my mindset and really focusing on like every day, what's important to me, what do I want to accomplish today? And really just taking it day by day, you know? So the days that you're off, you know, what are you doing? What are you spending your time doing? You know, are you, are you watching Netflix or are you educating yourself? You know, what do you, what do you truly want to do? Um, I think that that's just something I would, I would really encourage people. Cause that's what, like, whenever I wanted to get out of it, that's all I spent my time doing was just researching and learning and consuming that sort of content to kind of reshape my, my focus. 
Mm, that's that's a great point and it's yeah. so easy to fall into that that trance of like oh I had yeah. a long day of work or I had a yeah. long day yeah. of work so let me just binge watch Netflix yeah and, and I've definitely been there <laughs> I've been there I too do that. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah and it's a distraction so like something that worked yeah. for me is I had to um set a rule that I, I don't watch TV during the week so okay. like when I come home during the oh, week it's like I, I just can't turn on the tv now weekends i give myself the grace to like hey if you want to wake up and you want to go watch t- tv for four hours that's what you want to yeah. do it's the weekend yeah but on a week is like a no-no um okay like what what, what has helped that's you good. what has helped you for like shifting and like being disciplined to find that research or, or do you think that it just kind of came natural to you just from having that that drive and knowing what you wanted to do so something that i did it was just like I, I drive pretty far to work just because like I said, I'm traveling right now. So I drive over an hour every day to work instead of like listening to music or like, you know, my true crime podcast, I would listen to like an educational podcast. And that was just something that was like easy for me to switch out. Um, when I was at the gym too, like if I was doing cardio, I would do the same thing. I would listen to an educational podcast, um, you know, and try and try and use that time that I'm already doing something else that I can just start to educate myself, just something really easy that I could, you know, just turn on and be like, I'm not even going to think about it. I'm not listening to music. You know, I'm not listening to true crime. I'm going to, I'm going to educate myself while I have this time right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like that. I like that option as well. I'm starting to do the same. Like, okay. Again, music, yeah. Music is probably like one thing I'll listen to like on my way home from work. But when <laughs> I'm like, going in I feel like it's important especially in the morning time to like be very like your mind should be sacred in the mornings and Mm. uh speaking of like sacred mornings you know I do believe in the importance of having a morning routine and you mentioned having a routine um and starting off with you know coffee and you know being on the couch and just kind of like sitting and and thinking um yeah for you before you get before you get your coffee what is the first thing you do when you wake up the first thing I do whenever I wake up is I just honestly I just like take a few deep breaths I just like sit on the side of my bed and I'll take like five or six deep breaths and then from there I just kind of like go down let the dogs out make my coffee like that's kind of the first Mm -hmm. thing that I do typically Mm-hmm. like I and try I not did. to check my phone that's the biggest thing <laughs> I and try that's not what I was, to that's where I was getting I was going to ask like do you check your phone <laughs> yeah. how hard is it yeah. not to yeah <laughs> it's it's hard I, I used to do that because it's like I'd keep it right on the bedside table you know it's so the first thing I do is like wake up check my notifications but like as long as I don't have my alarm set like I'll turn my alarm off and when I do and then I'll just like sit on the side of the bed take like five or six deep breaths <laughs> but the yeah the phone thing that was a hard habit to break 